Hello and welcome to the Sales Lab from Homebridge Financial, where we discuss the best sales ideas, strategies, and solutions for today's housing market. Our program is designed to share the best practices and market intelligence with builders and new home sales professionals so you can find success regardless of market conditions. Our host is Anthony Grast, National Sales Director for Homebridge Financial's Builder Division, who will lead in today's conversation. Subscribe to this podcast to bookmark this link so you can find your way back for future episodes. And now our host, Anthony. Hello and welcome to the Sales Lab, where we share the best sales ideas, solutions, and strategies for today's housing market. My name is Anthony Grast, host of today's program. Our discussion today is all about attracting new customers using social media, video, and search engine optimization. But hold on a second. Most of you are like, why am I focusing on attracting new customers when I can't keep up with the business? And that's a valid question. However, over the last 18 to 24 months, the whole market has evolved. And this is mainly due to technology use and adoption combined with a younger buyer cohort has really changed how buyers research, select, buy, and finance their home. The bottom line is the market has evolved. So what strategies can you be using to attract new customers in this new environment? To help us answer these questions, I've invited Donna Campanelli to our program. Donna is a marketing strategist who specializes in digital marketing. She's co-founder of Guardian Solutions and Contractor Websites and writes a blog for Builder Magazine. I read one of her articles, loved it, connected with her and asked her to be on our program. Donna, welcome to our program. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I, you know, let, let's let's just answer uh, the, the, the burning question that I'm sure most of our audience is thinking about. And I questioned myself this morning as I was getting ready. <laughs> Why should builders focus on marketing? You know, today the market is so hot. I'm overrun with sales leads. I can't keep up. What are your thoughts on that? Why, why should they focus on marketing? They should focus on marketing because uh, you're not going to wait till the market drops out and you don't have a buyer uh, or anyone to buy your product to start working on marketing. And, you know, additionally, when the market falls out, you're short on money also. So now is the best time because you have the money. And now is also the best time because uh, you can get those things into place and really hone them and get them working uh, while there are people out there. So that way, when the market falls out, you know that it was working. And so it's still working, even when there are fewer buyers in the market. Does that make sense? That's great advice. And I think it's, you know, it's worthwhile mentioning, you know, the market is hot, but markets are cyclical. You have hot markets and you have slow markets, not saying that we're getting to a slow market, but markets do change. And so being prepared for it, I think is absolutely critical. So thanks. That's a great advice. You know, be prepared for that change. Jeff Shore actually calls it pivot for those of you who listen to Jeff Shore uh, as well. But but Donna, you know, one thing I've noticed in the last two years due to COVID, due to the movement online, a younger buyer, buyer behavior has has changed. Have you seen that on your side? I mean, what what has changed with buyer behavior in the last couple of years? Um, 
Well, buyer behavior has been going in the direction of all online uh, in general. Mm -hmm. They're starting to research even further in advance. So especially with custom builders um, uh, and just in general, uh, built when someone wants to buy new construction, they're going online to figure out what does that look like? How do I how do I buy a new house? How do I finance a new house? Uh, what are my options when I buy? Um, do I have to go out and buy land? You know, they they don't know what the steps are to buying uh, buying new construction, and so they're they're doing a lot more research up front. Um, are you know, with with your phone in hand, Google will tell you everything you want to know as soon as you think of it. So, it's uh, yeah, I find myself doing it, and I'm not even you know, whatever Gen X, Gen Z. The 2000ers. Well, I don't know what the latest generation is called. <laughs> Those are the Gen Zs. Um, I own a millennial and a Gen Z. So uh, there yes, you, go. You, you, you are correct. You know, they're digitally na they're native, digital natives who um, research and do everything online. And that has really been uh, a struggle for people to adapt to. Now, for most builders, and 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 I'm I'm generalizing here, for most builders. Uh, you know, I'm guessing it's, you know, they struggle with what to do and they kind of think, hey, if I build a website, that's sufficient. And and honestly, of course, we know that that isn't sufficient on there. And in your article, you specifically talk about inbound marketing, in, inbound marketing. What is inbound marketing and how is that different from traditional marketing? So inbound marketing is getting people to come to you. You know, one of the terms that, uh, the Gen Zers talk about today as being an influencer. Well, inbound marketing is uh, figuring out what people want to know, doing your research online to see what questions buyers are asking, and then writing articles specifically to answer those questions. So one of the, you know, one of the things that I had previously mentioned is how do I buy a new home? What are the steps? Now, you might find that on a real estate agent's uh, blog, but inbound marketing is taking it to the next level, not just writing whatever comes to your head, like in a blog situation, but writing articles that are timely based on what's going on in the market. Like, you know, right now, interest rates are really low, but people think, that housing prices are really high. Well, if someone were to uh, write an article, say, that says, you know, even though houses are now 400,000 in the Colorado Springs market, because interest rates are uh, down at 2.75%, your payment is going to be the same as if the interest rate was 4.5% and you were buying a $200,000 house. And you need to put it into perspective for them so that way they're not afraid to buy. You know, yeah. um, and really um, helping to influence their decision. You want to become an authority, uh, or have your your company become an authority in the market. Yeah, and that's great advice. I think you know, I see a lot of builders who have the sales process, but it's missing a lot of components. And one thing that stands out to me is the educational aspect of that process right yeah. so you hit on a very important point so let's talk about some of the top trends 
or strategies with inbound marketing. And now social media, it's everywhere. It's in everything. It's also very uh, overwhelming to, to me because I look at all these things that are out there. So, so two questions. Why use social media and what are the advantages of being on social media? You know, social media can be really great if you are well-known in the community, if you have friends, um, if you have a large sphere of influence. If you don't, you have to you have to build that because most builders are just local. Um, and so I always tell people, if you have a large sphere of influence, using social media is a great way to let everyone know what you're doing. Showcase the home that you're building. Showcase the new kitchen that you just put in. Um, you know, talk about how lumber prices are affecting things and how the flow of uh, transportation from China is really killing, uh, you know, delivery times and how the pandemic has screwed everything up. Let people know what is going on and they will look to you. They will come to you and they will ask you questions. Um, and then they will also remember your name because remember the whole name of the game is visibility. If you're not visible, you're not going to make sales. You're not going to, um, you're not going to grow your business. You're not going to get to where you want to be. Yeah, good, good, good advice on on both sides in terms of awareness and building awareness out there. Okay, so you know when I look at social media, it, I get a little anxiety because there's so many choices. So where do where do I start? Which are the platforms that are important? You know, so obviously Facebook has a really large share of mm -hmm. uh, users, and many of those. Uh, younger people are going are big on Instagram. They're big on Snapchat. The I wouldn't necessarily do the Snapchat thing unless you do have that huge sphere of influence that's using Snapchat. But I highly recommend Facebook because Facebook will automatically post to Instagram, so you're getting two for one, and um, it uh, you're reaching out to the people that you already know and and their friends are getting to know you as well, you know? So uh, it's it's that, I don't know, I always date myself when I talk about the Wella Balsam commercial from back in the day where they said, you tell two people who tell two people who tell two people. Well, that's kind of like Facebook, you know? Mm -hmm. Your friend sees it and then their friend sees it and then their friend sees it too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know when you posted the Facebook posts on Instagram. So thank you for that. That's a that's that's good. To, that's good to know as well. Now, yeah. in, your art, in your article, you rated all the different uh, social medias. And I was really surprised to see YouTube being number two. Now, I'm a YouTube fan. I learn how to repair things. I watch I watch YouTube. I watch programs on YouTube. But what's interesting is video is number two. What is what's the value of the video? or having video? Well, video is important for a lot of reasons. People are, um, you know, with the breakdown of television, as I see it, YouTube is becoming very, uh, very powerful in that people are uh, signing up to be on YouTube just to watch things. They're, they're finding out uh, things that they're interested in 
on YouTube. They're searching for things on YouTube. So when you can go out and put a video and mark it up the right way, so that way people can find the the topics that they're looking for, um, it helps to bring you to the the top of the game. And it again, it all goes to your towards making you an authority. The other thing and the beauty of YouTube is that you can put YouTube um, videos right on your website. And by doing that, it automatically gives you an SEO boost. Excellent. Well, speaking of SEO, you mentioned today's buyers do a tremendous amount of research. And Google has a term called zero moment of truth where I've defined my need and then immediately I get online. At that point, I'm doing the research. And, and, you know, like all of us, whether you use Google, whether you use DuckDuckGo, whether you use whatever, when you're doing your search, you're generally sticking to the first page of results. It's rare that I get it further in, and I'm sure that's pretty much human behavior out there. So when I'm, we're talking about search engine optimization, what are some of the strategies builders should be using to get higher up in placement. You talked about search engine optimization in your article. You also talked about SEM as well. So maybe you can give some thoughts there. Sure. Well, SEM is the opposite of SEO. SEM is search engine marketing. So there are, you know, if you need right now leads and your website's not bringing you any business, search engine marketing is probably what you need. So that way you can stay in business because mm -hmm. that's your pay-per-click marketing. That's advertising on Google, which puts you at the top of page one or the bottom of page one for um, AdWords, you know, and uh, you can always tell those ads because they have the word ad next to them on the Google results page. But, um, and, but that costs every time someone clicks on those, you are paying for them. But um, search engine optimization, it really should start when your website is designed. And this is where a lot of people miss the boat because they go out and they hire maybe the lowest bidder or they hire a graphic designer to build their website, but they don't know anything about how to write the content or um, how, to, how to position the company to get found. And one of the best examples I can give you is um, there are a lot of, I'll, I'll talk about HVAC companies because they do this all the time. Uh, um, actually, no, roofers. I'll talk about roofers because they do this all the time. They will have one page that says that they do residential real estate and they uh, residential roofing and they do uh, commercial roofing. Well, some people will look for commercial roofers, but nine out of 10 times, people aren't looking for residential roofers. They're looking for roof repair. They're looking for roof replacement, or they're just looking for the word roofers in general. So knowing what words your target audience is using is really important because if you don't use the right words, you won't get to page one. And there are a lot, lots and lots of words out there where you can come up to page one but nobody's searching those words. So you have to be really careful. I had a client once who came to me. She had spent $500. They told her that she would, they would get her to page one. And she did curtains and blinds and all those things. Um, and they got her to page one for window redesign. What on earth is window redesign? It's not 
mini blinds. It's not curtains. It's not custom window treatments. So, you know, she got what she paid for $500 worth of page one that nobody was looking at. So it's really important to start with your keyword research before you even write uh, one word. And, but it, it's important to know what your target audience is looking for. And then also doing uh, research on the intent of the words that you're choosing, because some words, um, when you go to Google and you look at those words, it's bringing up a totally different result than what you think in your head. So a, an example of that might be, I think I mentioned this to you. I had a customer who does life-size statues for parks and gardens, and she um, she hired an SEO company, and that SEO company said, uh, oh, yeah, we'll do garden, uh, garden art. Well, when you go and look at garden art, you see the little 12-inch gnomes. Uh, that's not what she was doing. She was doing life-size sculptures that are $100,000 a piece. Um, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't know where to go to not have chickens and dogs and, and whatever. <laughs> it's okay. So, um, yeah. So knowing what your, knowing what your target audience is and then knowing what Google thinks the intent of that word is, is really important. You know, another, another example was I have a client that we did a website for. They are, um, they do floor leveling for uh, um, their quick quick Crete contractors. Mm -hmm. And when you just put in quick Crete, you get Target, uh, not Target, you get Lowe's and Home Depot and all sorts of places where you can buy quick Crete. But knowing exactly what a general contractor who's looking for someone to put the floors in a, you know, 10 story building is looking for, that is where the value comes in doing your research up front. Right. That's really good advice. And speaking of garden gnomes, I have two of them around my tomato plants <laughs> <laughs> on those. You know, one thing you mentioned earlier about providing content and that what people want to see or what people want to learn. And in your article, you write about thought leadership. That really caught my eye because that's something that's dear to me about bringing information and knowledge to people during their research. So explain thought leadership in, in, and how our audience can leverage that in their marketing. So thought leadership is really um, figuring out what your target audience wants to know and being pretty much the first to bring it to the table or bringing it better than anyone else is um, mm -hmm. and or explaining it a different way that resonates more with people. And so a lot of builders, a lot of companies in the construction industry, they don't really pay attention to the questions that, you know, they know that they're being asked all these questions but they just answer them and they don't necessarily look at the fact that, you know, every single customer that I meet with asks me this exact same question. And when you start really analyzing the questions that you're getting and what people want to know, you can systematize that um, and or find answers for it to make it something in your business that is that is helpful. 
you know? So, you know, builders, a lot of builders have on-site mortgage lenders now, not, not the smaller custom builders, but you know, the big, the big mm -hmm. players, they all have um, mortgage lenders that they refer to. And so that is something that came out of, we had a problem. How do we make this better? You know, how do we ensure that these people that we're building homes for are going to close? Well, they chose the lenders that they knew would get the job done that they could trust when they said the buyer is good to go. Um, and so that, that back in the day was thought leadership. How do we make this better? Well, that's, you know, basically what thought leadership is. And so when you can embrace the questions that you're getting and the issues that your, your target audience are facing uh, and the roadblocks they're having to buy your product, then you can turn that around and help to become known as the authority in the field and or, you know, that you've solved this problem and now you help it put more people in homes. Absolutely. I, I, I love that because if you can educate and you can engage buyers while they're on your site, learning about your homes, you simplify the process you know, people buy simple. And what I mean by that is it's an emotional purchase, but if the process, because you've educated me and you've engaged me, you've simplified the road path for me to get to home ownership, you'll go way down the road in terms of retaining those buyers, converting them into sales and, and other things. So I think that's a great idea. I have always been a proponent of that because buyers have so many questions, so many questions. They do about, about purchasing a home, about how long it takes to construct, about financing it, all these different areas. So it was really nice that I saw that I saw you uh, put that in your article. And, and uh, I think that is absolutely to me, that is the gold. That is the gold, the education and retainage, excuse me, education and engagement of buyers that are out there. Now, one thing you also talked about was webinars and digital events that builders could be doing now. In history, in the olden days, we used to do from the financing side, we used to do buyer webinars uh, at the model, not webinars, we do buyer seminars mm -hmm. at the model home. And it wasn't that we got a big audience, but the audience that did show up were high probability buyer with high conversion. So it was always well received because people want to learn. Well, of course, in today's world, it's digital, people want to do it online. So how would a builder use a webinar, you know, uh, from your, well, give me some advice there. How would they use a webinar? Yeah. Today? So webinars are one of the ways that you can start to build your funnel. You know, those people who will come to webinars, they are, um, buyers are looking for homes, you know, six months to a year in advance. They're thinking they want to buy a home. Maybe they have credit issues. Maybe they don't. And now uh, by having the webinar and talking about the process to buy a home or any topic related to the home that brings people in, you now have their information because they signed up for the webinar. You have their uh, email address, you have their first name. So now you put them on a campaign where you're continuing to give them information, um, value added information that's going to help bring them into you. You can talk mm -hmm. about, um, you know, new floor plans that you're launching. You can talk about um, 
changes in uh, kitchens and uh, bathrooms. And you know, cause now, of course, everything is different than it was 10 years ago. And you, you look at the things that they're putting in kitchens and bathrooms and you go, oh, wow, that's totally different. And so just letting people know what the trends are and staying on top of it, keeping your name in front of that customer, they will come back to you because you have given them so much valuable information. It is all about visibility, you know, keeping your name in front of them. They may come to your webinar on a whim, but if you continue to contact them, your name is going to be ingrained in their brain and they're going to, you know, come to you when they're ready. Yeah, I think that's a great advice. And, you know, listening to you speak, I have all sorts of ideas flowing. And, you know, for those of you that are listening under thought leadership, I'm thinking a lot of short videos on subject matter important to the buyers, then augment that with some live events. I think that would be very powerful at attracting, educating and converting uh, sales leads and keeping them really tethered to you and wanting to buy your homes uh, in your communities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Final, final thoughts here, Donna. You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are saying, oh boy, I'm behind or I haven't done all the things that I should be doing. And it can be overwhelming, right? Where there's a lot of different things that you can be doing. What, what advice do you have for our audience for, you know, first steps? What should they be doing if they feel that they don't have all this? Where should they, where should they start or what should they be doing? I believe that everything starts with your website. So really take a look at your website and see if you just have a plain vanilla website or not. Um, see how you can boost that. If you don't know how to do the things that we have talked about, find someone who does. Um, and it it's okay to hire out the work. It's, it's probably better that you delegate to someone who knows what they're doing because they'll get it done faster. Um, and it's never too late to start, you know, because companies are always going out of business. New companies are coming into business. Um, now is your time. Now is your time to rise to fame, but it starts with it. It starts when you start it and stay consistent with it. If you're not consistent, it, it's kind of wasted time is my, is my thought. Well, Donna, thank you so much for being on our program today. Um, absolutely love your insights and your ideas, and I'm sure our audience does as well. So for all of us here at the Sales Lab, thank you for listening today and have a great day. Thank you.